0: One, two, three, four, just another day at my dead-end profession. I've lived day to day. Yeah, listen to some good old country records on the radio. Yeah, what else can I say? Oh, yeah, time's passing by. Hey, welcome back to the program. I'm Ryan Shores. With me, as always, is Mr. Dave Callens, remotely, of course. Hey. And on the soundboard from somewhere in San Diego, Mr. Robert Timothy. Woohoo!
1: Guys, first of all, great seeing you. I miss the shit out of you guys. I miss getting together. Well, we don't see you. That's right, my camera's locked out. out. I miss seeing you guys because I miss like just chatting, shooting the shit, having fun. But you know what else I realized recently that has Ah. kind of crept up on me is this whole like not going to open mics thing, not doing comedy. The thing that you don't put into your life is just how few like truly bad people you come in contact with on a regular basis. Yes. Like, like, the other day I was looking at I'm like, like, all I'm hanging out with are, like, family and coworkers and stuff. Like, I haven't heard anyone use the N-word in a long time. Like, all my life, my, uh, the quality of people in my life has gone up as though the humor has gone down. And so, like, it's weird to look around and be like, you know what? I miss my friends, and I miss seeing all the people I like, but I also kind of miss being around garbage humans who tell jokes every once in a while. Nobody's tried to sell me fake cocaine in in five months. This is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. No, um, there are some people that are getting their fix in a weird way, and that's what I wanted to start off the show with, is uh, there's been people, and we've talked a little bit before about people who have been doing creative things to uh, make women feel uncomfortable and do comedy, um, and, and that's they've been doing drive-in shows, the commu- uh, and uh, but more recently... Comedy clubs here in San Diego have been doing outdoor shows. And I think they've been doing them uh, around the country, too. I know there's one in Philadelphia where Jay O'Kerson just got attacked on stage. Really? Uh, huh. Yes. Uh, it happened, like, last night. But, yeah, they've been doing these outdoor things. Now, in San Diego, I don't know how it, how the, the wording is, other places else is in the country, but, like, with our shutdown, they're like, all right, no bars. Absolutely no bars whatsoever. Uh, but restaurants... Uh, are allowed to operate outdoors only. So, you know, a lot of places have, have moved their um, their seating outside and, like, you know, created little makeshift areas, and it's working fine. And so the comedy clubs essentially did that, but with a stage. So all the tables are socially distanced. They're serving food and drinks. You know, it, it's just like any of the restaurants, only they just happen to have a comic 10 feet away telling jokes to them, right? So. Yeah.
2: Comic in quotes. Okay. <laughs>
0: so I was actually on board with this. I'm like, it, it, but even though the the wording says no entertainment, I'm like, yeah, but this isn't like a concert. This isn't like a festival where you know we everyone's on the lawn like crammed together next to the stage. This is a this is operating exactly like you know a restaurant is. You know, so I was on board and I, and, and you know I'm even signed up to do one on August 28th, but all of a sudden uh, last weekend, cops raided. All three clubs. There's, there's. Uh,
2: yeah. Vice showed up. Dude. Vice? Yeah. Did they,
1: Vice. Did they? Did they have up. a Ferrari and a all white three piece mm. suit? <laughs> yeah. Don Johnson fishtailed in. <laughs> <laughs> like, could, you know what's so funny is, could you imagine? Because the club they raided is kind of known for. Uh, let's just say a lot of drugs get used there during different types of comedy performances, right? And could you imagine as the Vice Squad comes busting in, how many pounds of cocaine were flushed down the toilet in a frenzy? <laughs> uh, real cocaine, less than a gram.
2: <laughs> Bobby, I was going to correct you and say they rated three clubs, but you continued your description. I like, oh, that could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Of them. I, I do wonder, though,
0: like comics are always holding. As soon as cops showed up, a bunch yeah. of guys probably jumped out the window.
1: Yeah, because uh, when somebody busts down the door and yells vice, nobody thinks, oh, they're coming because we're, we're too confined to space. Like, everybody's like, ditch the coke. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the the amount of real drugs, uh, it's mainly they're just going to get busted for filler.
2: But anyway. Um, uh, they did it, like, right before the show, too. Like, people were there. Comics were there, ready to uh, go. It was about the, to get underway. The tickets had been taken. Nope.
0: Audience was seated. Now, like I said, there's, there's four major clubs in town. One is just not doing that the one that Dave works at the Madhouse, that's just not doing anything. They're like, we're not gonna risk shit. Just serve food as a as a to, on a to-go basis, and that's what Dave, you're doing. But the other three clubs are like, yeah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna hop on this bandwagon. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna operate just like a restaurant, I don't see the harm. And then uh then all three got raided in one weekend. It was like it was like the last scene of the Godfather. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, number one. Uh, when the uh, the comedy store got busted up, evidently, I heard this from some friends, the cop that broke them up was going around asking for spots on the
1: open mic once things opened back up. The <laughs> he's, fucking yeah. nerve. I mean, he's got a lot of great busting up comedy club material that he wants to try out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey. Well, my only hope there is that if, if the comics who worked there that he was asking about open mic, if they didn't say back to him, Tell me a joke. Then they really let <laughs> us oh, <off>. yeah. <laughs> and then he would have
0: responded, so I was beating my wife the other day.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'd be great, too, because they'll just uh, wait for him to come and do an open mic, let him bomb the first few minutes, have everybody walk out, and then get on the mic from the back, like from the DJ booth and say something along the lines of, the second time he's cleared this place out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, it's too big of a risk. You know, there's a, there's, there's a lot of persons of color in comedy. I don't want him choking him. Like, he's
1: asking for spots as he's busting them up. That's like some, that's like some guy like busting up a dealer's house. Like, hey, do you know where I can get good weed, though? Now, so, I, I'll give him credit. Like, there is a possibility that this dude just got, his boss just called up and said, hey, you're busting these comedy clubs. And he's like, that sounds stupid. And he goes, yeah, but that's not your choice, so go do it. And then he's just like, well, fuck, this sucks. And he really is interested in comedy, in which case... That sucks for him. Uh, but even then, I probably would have held off and just visited the website to figure out when they're yeah, fucking and open. Yeah, even then, you
2: got to consider the optics of what yeah. you're doing.
1: Can, yeah, yeah can,
0: can we perhaps uh, utilize some timing, which is important in, if you're going to be a comedian? <laughs> <laughs> but then some even bigger news happened. Now, the one of the clubs that got busted first... Um, it's known for a couple, a couple things. It's the, it's the American comedy company in downtown San Diego. It's known for having a great location that gets a lot of foot traffic. It's known for, uh, pre COVID having the best open
1: mic of all the clubs. Yes. Uh, It's known for getting a lot of big celebrities in there. They are probably the biggest names coming through. If you're going to see a big name coming through, it is probably at ACC. Right. exactly
0: it, 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 it's the only club that, that uh the three of us can't get our friends cop tickets at which is a, really <laughs> a bait on my existence because people are like hey man can you give me free tickets to a club i'm like yeah three out of four like well i want to see joe rogan i'm like stop yeah. it's the, the one i can't get uh. you tickets at yeah you, well first of all that's the balboa theater that's <laughs> <laughs> uh they're known for that but they're also known for for having a highly unstable and unhinged, coke coked, co- addled, fucking owner that's just bans people without reason, has upset half the professional comics that have come through there. Has had Hannibal Burris going on his Twitter like, "Never work for this guy. He's a fucking lunatic!"
2: Like, yeah, he's burned bridges with, uh, he's burned bridges with Hannibal, with Doug Stanhope, with Judah Friedlander, with Tony Rock. Yeah, yeah, it's just
0: he just and and the reasons. Are, are, are ludicrous. Like, for instance, um, Burris, he famously has uh, a part of his act where he sets up a projector, right? Uh, is, uh, it's for like the second half of his act. Uh, it's the whole second half of his act. And all of a sudden, the, the owner will just bust in, coked out, do his dressing room like, hey, uh, I can't have a projector. Like, why not? Like, it, it, it's, it's covering part of my sign. It's covering, you know, the sign of the club we're all in. I need to advertise to the people who are already here <laughs> what my club is. Yeah, it's covering my sign. You can't have anything covering my sign. So yeah, and, and so he just all of a sudden just just canceled the rest of the gigs and burned that bridge. Shit like that. Shit that ridiculous. And like he'll he'll ban you like if, if he sees you on an open mic and he doesn't like the like if I wore a, a like a, a band T-shirt, it's like hey. I don't like Black Flag. That guy's never allowed here again. Like, you think I'm exaggerating? But you, but Bobby, uh,
1: Dave, tell them I am not. Dave, Dave you have a Dude, band, right? Bob. You actually have a band from this place. What
2: was your? What did you do? For a while, I held the record for the longest time. <laughs> Congratulations! I no longer do, which is I'm kind of sad. I don't. Do
1: I think you anymore, were the first person banned from this club. <laughs> Possibly. It was before they, it was okay. while they were incorporating, they were like at the county office. They're like, and also, <laughs> hey, put in the bylaws that Dave Callens can't come out here.
2: <laughs> so Dave. Ryan, back to your point about, uh, about insignificant things triggering him. The Hannibal incident, um, Hannibal posted about like, yeah, I'm not doing my Saturday shows at this club. Sorry, blah, blah, blah. And a friend of ours liked that comment on Facebook. He got banned. for like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait, Dave, yeah. what was your ban for? What, what, what did you do?
2: It's so stupid. It's not even worth the airtime it would take. I basically, he was on Facebook in a really long thread yelling at a bunch of comics. Dewey Dewey posted an email that Justin sent Justin to Justin being the owner. That was just, yeah, Justin, that was super abusive and condescending. And just the rudest fucking email I've ever seen in my life. And so Dewey shared that with the comics. He was like, hey, just so you guys know, this is what he's like. So now he comes in talking shit about people who weren't even involved and weren't even there. Uh, talk shit about Castlevay, our friend. Yeah. Uh, talk shit about my roommate at the time who was also in comedy. I don't even remember what I said, but I commented something, and from that, I got banned. And I didn't even know until a year later. Cause I was done with that club, and then a year later, someone's like, "Hey, you know your band." And he, no, I didn't know
0: here's that. also what uh, he does to people. This owner is um, the, the the revolving door at this club. For the behaviors you're you're hearing, uh, you know, as you can imagine, there, there's quite the revolving door. People come and go all the time. Uh, what he'll do is he'll uh, he'll seek out open micers, young guys in their early twenties that are new to comedy. He'll basically groom them. He'll he'll like, like, hey, you want a job? You want to work here? You want to run the open mic? And of course they'll say, yeah. It's like great, great. And then on the weekends you can you know do ten minutes in front of a celebrity. And to a brand new open mic comic that sounds amazing. I, any anyone would jump on that in a second. But then he he makes them burn bridges with everyone in town. He like, he'll he'll like encourage them to go on the like internet and and talk shit on the other clubs. Like not, not honestly, under their own name. He'll have them like trash talk the owners of other clubs. He'll tra- he'll have them trash all these comedians that that you know that that you'll have to be spending your time with if you're going to be a comedian in a certain city, and all of a sudden he'll just fire them, <laughs> and, then, and then just for no reason he'll be like classic Justin. He'll 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 be like uh, I, I want you to uh, to promote a show here on Sunday night, and I want it filled, and then they'll be like. I can't, I can't do that. It, it, it's hard to fill a show on Sunday night, and I'm a nobody open micer. Just do it, just do it. If you don't do it, you're, you're fucking fired. So, anyways, anyways, that was the club that got broken up first with these outdoor shows. Now, keep in mind, they have high visibility because they're doing these shows on the sidewalk of a downtown area. It's in the lap District of San Diego. So, I mean, just think of any busy downtown street. It's very visible. They get busted up first shortly after. The other two clubs get busted out. Come to find out, the first club
1: told on the other two. At least that's the rumor, right? Because I think there was some dispute about that. I think a lot of people were like, "Actually, this is totally made up. These are fake texts. Nobody actually said this."
0: Oh, really? Yeah, I just saw screenshots of the. I just saw screenshots.
1: Yeah, people were like, "Hey, notice how he's not showing who the screenshots are from, and also the people he are he he is discussing having done this were not in town at the time." Really? Yeah, yeah, I guess Justin was like in Lake Tahoe (laughs) and Nathan was at the club. Well, let's just delete all that audio (laughs) out there. (laughs) No, but it is still like a a funny thing because it shows kind of a form of karma, which is if you fuck people over enough, it will not take much for everybody to believe you are still fucking people over, right? Like if you do a bunch of dirt in your past, then when dirt gets done and you get accused of it, even if you didn't do it, that's kind of on you. So, uh, yeah. I had uh, another thing happen um,
0: this past week. Uh, I got caught in some very weird crossfire at uh, Lowe's Home Improvement. I was... The uh, tail <laughs> was I don't know. Is old as time. Cross,
1: yeah, that old yarn. The crossfire at Lowe's is like two middle-aged women like yelling about who gets to stand at in the six-foot-distance line from one another. I
0: really wish it was that... I really do. I wish just for that demographic you just described, but let me tell you what happened. So uh, Lowe's Home Improvement, I don't know if they have those in other states, it's fucking like Home Depot. I I was getting some supplies for redoing my yard and during COVID they 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 had to restructure how the lines go. There used to be like a grocery store, you pick a line and no matter what, that's the line you stick with, right? Now, like most places, they just have one giant line, and all the registers, they draw from that. Next which, yeah. which I think is a better system, and one we should have been doing all along. Because how, sure. how, how bullshit is it when you just have to fucking pick a line, and all of a sudden you get caught behind a dude that decides to pay with fucking nickels, and a guy that came in a half an hour after you, all of a sudden you see him cruising out the door.
1: Bullshit. That's one line. Point. That's a good so, point. This is really the democratization of retail purchasing.
0: Yes! <laughs> yes! Furthermore, how did we fucking uh, how did it take a virus for them to make a senior hour? I would lo- I love that we're sequestering <laughs> yes. those slow
1: moving fucks to one hour before anyone gets up. Can we do it with the gingers too? I'm fucking sick of seeing them when I'm trying to buy food. Agreed. So, anyways,
0: I was uh, I was I was over there, and I, I I'm in the line. And now, keep in mind, people are still trying to walk up to a register, and it's like, by old rules, not realizing there's one long line. And when they realize their mistake, they go, oh, shit, sorry, and they go to the back of the line. I get called up to my register, and this comes into play. The person that is assisting me is, let's just say I I, I didn't use any specific pronouns. This is a uh, some sort of non-binary, gender-fluid, maybe trans it's definitely one of those. But let's just say I was not about to say thank you, sir. So uh, anyways, this person starts helping me. And as, as, this hap- as this is happening, a woman of color comes up behind me, because you are allowed to in this store to um, go one behind, and she comes up and the, uh, the, the, the non-binary cashier goes, oh, by the way, did, did you make sure that you, you stood in that line over there first? And the person says yes. And by the way, the the the, 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 the uh, non-binary
1: person's white. She goes, uh, so why did you single me out?
0: And I'm like, oh fuck. Oh,
1: uh, <laughs> You're, you take the scanning gun out of their hand and you start scanning them yourselves to get out of there faster. <laughs> <laughs> and so the the, the the cashier says, I,
0: I oh no, it, it was nothing personal. I just I, I I I'm I'm asking I'm asking everyone that. She's like, I didn't see you ask this white man that. And I'm like, oh fuck! And she's like, I really, it wasn't on purpose. I was just, I just, I asked that several times a day. She's like, but why did you see me and single me out? What is it about me that made you ask me if I was following the rules? And once again, as sweat is pouring down my fucking forehead. I once again say, ah, fuck. So the thing is, I've told you guys before, I like to be something of a customer vigilante. Much of the way Robert is just a normal vigilante. If I see someone abusing or giving a hard time to someone who is at work, it triggers me
2: because... Oh, yeah, you stand up for the work. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: because we've all been in that situation as workers ourselves, and we know that helpless feeling of this person's really in the wrong, but I am not allowed to stand up for myself or I might lose my job.
1: Yeah, you're not in a voluntary position. You're in a mandatory position because it's part of your job. And that the only person who can help you is somebody else who's either above you in your mandatory position or just a regular person who's in a voluntary position.
2: Yes, which we like to describe as a hero. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So
0: I like to be that person for people, uh, and and usually I am. But then and I was really about to – what I wanted to say was, lady, come on. No, don't do this. That's, that's, that's clearly not what it is. But then I looked at the schematics of it. I am a straight white guy <laughs> yes. standing in between a trans person and, and, and a person of
1: color – I am not the guy to fucking negotiate <laughs> peace it's, here. It's, he, he, Ryan is basically like, like a Nicaraguan naval vessel that caught itself in the middle of a Cold War battle between the U.S. and the Russians. And he's like, I just want to get out. <laughs> get the fuck out of
0: here. It was horrible. And, and, and so I'm completely on the cashier's side. Maybe for no other reason than really, I... I I understand, especially now with the the, the, B, the Black Lives Matter movement, my eyes are getting open to how often people of color are fucked with, you know. And I'm sure that, that, that this lady's accusations are born from 45 years of getting fucked with and singled out. But at the same time, is this... Is this the bigot really the the non-binary pansexual tra- gender fluid lady? Is that the person that usually fucks with you? Is that the racist bigot when you close your eyes? Is it someone who's who who you can't call her or him? Really? Is this the is this the person that's what I wanted to say, but what I really did was
1: I just grabbed my cart and I ran like <laughs> I a was going to say, Ryan, Ryan, if you wanted to, you could have saved this cashier's life really easily. At some point when the lady said, oh, I didn't see you ask him, you could have just turned to him and, actually, she did, she asked me, she, she asked the person in front of me, she seems to be asking everybody, and it would have killed it, because then she has no defense anymore. You could have done that, but you didn't, because you're anti-trans. Here's the thing. That's the thing. Cancel
0: Ryan Shores. So two things. Two things. The the cashier did not ask me if I'd seen the right. Line. I know. I get. I gathered that. But you can and still say I'm it. And if I caught lying, what is she? This I don't know. Everyone's got their goddamn phone out these days. So I I if I say anything, and by the way, the black lady did look to me for help. Like, like, (laughs) you're gonna say something, right? And so now I'm like, all right, so do I wanna be caught on someone's cell phone being racist or anti-trans today?
1: (laughs) Ryan, (laughs) that that uh, felt like my options. Ryan, I have thought of, and this is one of those hindsight is 2020, so don't feel bad about it. But I I think I solved this with the absolute perfect move, and I was wrong the first time time. This is, is the move. it stink bombs or pocket sand? N- pocket sand. Neither. This is a move that would both quell that situation and change your setting as the straight white man. I'm not uh, dressing up as a cop. No, no. Uh, so she says, I'm not I pulling my dick out. <laughs> you, uh, it would only work, I guess, if you were looking at the lady, but if you're looking at the lady of color who's saying, like, I didn't see you ask him, all you do is, taking a, a piece from Ryan's bit, you do fake sign language and go, she signed to me earlier. Oh, good. good now, guess. now she couldn't have heard you whatsoever, and she's discriminating against you and the cashier. Oh, wow,
2: Ryan, you can you can offend three different demographics.
1: <laughs> yeah, all I'm seeing in my head when you say that
0: is is a little uh, bit of the local paper, like local comedian got being uh, transphobic racist, and then decides to mock disabled people on his way out <laughs> <Yeah>. the store. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. It's a good bit. I'd probably canceled for just you saying that to me.
2: <laughs>
0: so anyway, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't think I'm going back there. Another thing I I wanted to bring up, I noticed that they uh this this has been going on a lot lately. I wanted to get your guys' take on it, because you guys are millennials. Dave, you're more Gen X, right? Either way. Oh, for sure. Um Dave's a baby boomer. They are.
2: <laughs> how dare you. <laughs>
0: They've been rebooting a lot of old TV shows from when I was a kid, right? And these are shows I used to watch. uh, Saved by the Bell. They reboot um, Full House. Uh, They're coming back with another Fresh Prince. Mm. And um, they're rebooting these old shows. And I may not be as nostalgic as other people my age because everyone's so fucking excited. about, like, oh shit, Saved by the Bell's coming back. Oh my God, Full House's coming back. I'm like, yeah, I watched all those, but... um, Not only has the standard for entertainment risen in the last, you know, 10 to 15 years, like for 40 years, like all sitcoms were just reusing the same eight premises, you know, Uh, if they really found themselves in in a jam, some fast forward running was always funny. But like, (laughs) there's so much better entertainment now. And not only that, those
1: shows, those shows were for children back then. Yes, like, well, there's there's a few things. One is they were for children, and two, they sucked. They were just, like, the only thing on. We had seven fucking channels. We didn't know what yeah, to do. It's streaming. That's what
2: I was going to say. Is like I grew up in the 80s, and so back then in the 80s, VCRs were a luxury yeah. Right. We had three channels of TV and four channels of, like, pay cable. Yeah. So I I would get it if I lived then. Like, oh, I can see this again. But now, it's fucking 2020. I can watch any of those yes. shows anytime I want to. Yeah.
1: Or Why better shows! Remake. Like it? Like better we, shows! You know the reason we were watching it? Is because there was no Breaking Bad. Now there's Breaking Bad. We yeah. don't need fucking Full House. Full House is garbage. Nobody was never good. There was no good <laughs> writing or acting or anything in that fucking garbage show. It was just on TV. There was three things to watch. One of them was the news hour. So you watch Full House. That was the only... Only thing. It was that in Aunt Becky. These
0: these shows were made for people whose brains hadn't stopped developing yet. They yeah. like, and that's why they did them because they didn't have to try. They're like, that's that was the kid market. They're like, yeah, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get a show, and I want there to be a handsome, cool guy, a handsome jock, three pretty chicks, and a dork to be the butt of all the jokes. Uh, we're gonna get a cool rock and roll intro, and then after that, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't care what you do. The kid, dumb kids will watch it, and then we'll sell gushers. Said. <laughs> Starburst uh, ad time for 100,000 bucks a pop. Bing bang boom, it's over.
2: That's that Also, I think a lot of those shows had a laugh track, yes. which is like Yeah. They're telling you when to laugh because it's not a good yeah. show.
1: It, it's so bad. It's so weird, the nostalgia thing where people want it just because they had it when they were a kid. It's like, motherfucker, do you want to ride in a school bus to work every day? Because I used to do that, but now I enjoy having a car.
2: Ooh, we should start that as a business.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but the, but this version of it is it's like, oh, it's not your school bus you used to take. This is a new school bus. This has yeah. flashier colors. This has, this has new things going on. It's like, motherfucker, it's still a school bus. Give me my car. We're gonna pass out fruit by the
0: foot, and uh, you're gonna enjoy some of that, and maybe some some squeeze it bottles. Remember
2: those? Yum. So oh, and also, Ryan, you mentioned uh, Fresh Prince. the rebooting. Yeah. Did you see the specifics? It's gonna be a dark and gritty. I'm gonna get to that. I am gonna get to that oh because
1: that's that, that's a that's a different little ripple that I yeah. I changed my mind. I do like that. I like I like the idea that one time like he comes in and like sees Jazz dead from autoerotic asphyxiation. Or
2: something. <laughs> Cue laugh track. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. When Uncle Phil throws jazz out the door, he lands on something and impales him. And then, uh, there's a big lawsuit. Uh, yeah. To your point, it's like, I, I do understand nostalgia to a bit. Like I, I, I liked it when like the, the original cast gets together for a photo op for people magazine. I'm like, ah, look at them. They're all grown up there. That's fun. Yeah. But mainly uh, it's just like, oh, look, I'm happy that that dude got fat. Yeah, (laughs) but like that's the end of it to to, to reboot a whole show not even just like a one-off special episode a whole series like here's the difference It's the difference between like let's say I go to a collectible store and I find the old playmates uh, Ninja Turtle uh, Action figures I used to have when I was a kid in the package and I and I dump them on a bunch of money And I, I bring them home and I hang them up on my wall and go ah I used to have these that's fine, right? now Now contrast that against me coming home and every day after work I spend two hours at the sink actually playing with them. (laughs) I'm pretty sure my my wife would call you guys. I think I think Ryan's not well.
2: That's if what you're I, not playing with them, then what the fuck is the point, man? <laughs> of course you can play with those toys.
1: Yeah, again, this is, this is. I get nostalgia for things that, like, were super good or, or cool or something or whatever. Like, if you look back at, like, the Star Wars movies or Willow or something, those were legitimately good things. The special effects may have sucked, but, like, the writing is good. There's a reason to have nostalgia for them. But when it comes to, like, like, Saved by the Bell, it's like, do you have this nostalgia for a sunburn? We were forced to do this. This was not something we liked. It was just, eh. we thought we did because we were dumb. Yeah, exactly. I, I I liked it because I, I had the brain of an eight-year-old.
0: You know yeah. why? I, I was eight. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> also 21, but...
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that eight-year-old brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got some yeah, mileage out of
2: that eight-year-old brain. Nostalgia's not even a factor, remember, because the fucking internet exists. Yeah, yeah. yeah Just you can, rewatch you see that. You all this shit now. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, and I, when I go back and I try and re-watch those old episodes, I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Flip. <laughs> I'm going to watch Modern Family or The Office or something written in this
1: century. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you could do like there's so much more fun stuff. Like even if you were like, "Oh no, I just kind of like I don't want to actually sit down and watch a story." Like now we have Netflix. You're like, you could make it your mission to go back and watch every Tom Sizemore movie and try and figure out what the actual lines were before they had to cut them to accommodate his co-caddled mind. Like exactly. you could you could do so much more
0: interesting shit. Now, Dave, you mentioned the gritty reboots. Now, here's the thing about that. Okay? So, uh, there are a couple of uh, of grittier things coming out. Like they're rebooting um like you said the the Fresh Prince they're gonna make it darker. They're going to reboot the Wonder Years, but they're instead of making a, a white suburban family in the 60s, they're making a black family in uh, in Alabama in the 60s during the, 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 the race riots. Now here's the Ooh, thing.
1: That seems like it's gonna be a lot, there's gonna be a lot like fewer adolescent kissing like underneath the bridge with Winnie Cooper and like a lot more lynchings, which doesn't sound like good Wonder Years <laughs> episodes. And during the lynching, you're gonna hear for
0: every season turn turn <laughs> no here's the thing I'm all for doing that but why are we even calling it the Wonder Years yeah. or Fresh Prince at that point <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's yeah. a good point? Exactly. And, and this isn't from the mind of someone that's like hey James Bond can't be black because I'm secretly racist no I'm saying you've created an entirely different show You did the hard part! You came up with an original thing! Why are you giving the fucking Wonder Years credit and calling it a reboot? Just call it a different
1: show! You made a different show! Good job! Yeah, exactly. If anybody should have nostalgia for the Wonder Years, it's me. As I've told you guys before, I once got arrested for trying to steal a composite of Ben Savage, of Fred Savage. I That's should have right. m- I should have nostalgia for the Wonder Years. I don't but th- and the actually the idea that you just pitched of a regular fa- black family growing up in Alabama in the 60s does sound interesting and I would go watch that without the Wonder Years name. And I used to get beat by a dad that looked just like the dad from that show I mean, I- <laughs> <laughs> Well
2: the unfortunate reason that they do that and still call it the Wonder Years is because people are stupid yes. it's the same reason that comics have to have bullshit credits. yeah
0: Oh yeah yeah you might have seen this this next guy on Fox. Probably not, but we're just going to say it.
2: But Bobby, I, you gave me a good idea. You were talking about how Breaking Bad exists. That's good now. Yeah. Let's do a Breaking Bad reboot, Ooh. but it's a slapstick comedy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of slide whistles, a lot of Benny Hill's fast motion.
1: Ironically, Breaking Bad was actually the launching point of like a dozen now famous comedians. So what what we should do is, in order to turn it into a, like a, a a comedy, we should only use dramatic actors. <laughs> yeah, I I would just I like to it. show
0: people that, like those producers how ridiculous this is to do to to a totally different show and just call it a reboot. Like, all right, we're gonna do we're gonna do Breaking Bad, but instead of a chemistry teacher that gets cancer and starts selling drugs to pay for it, those two gay dudes from the Sonic commercials, you know, that are always going off <laughs> about Sonic. All right, they accidentally kill a guy. They have to go into witness protection program. They start posing as as as, as uh, Jewish roommates.
1: Okay, and we call it Breaking Bad. <laughs> It's it's bosom buddies meets witness,
2: dude. dude you remember a uh, demolition man when all restaurants were Taco Bell in the future? Yes, I, I I would love that in the near future. Maybe five six years from now, all shows are the Wonder Years. Doesn't matter what the plot is, what the cast is, what the premise is. All shows are Wonder Years.
1: Uh, tonight
2: on the Wonder Years with Stephen Colbert.
0: So, by the way, Dave, just a little side note about Demolition Man and that, that little uh, thing about all of the restaurants being Taco Bell. I remember that, and the, and that was a big tie-in promotional yes. thing when that movie came out. That that, that that little scene was a big commercial for Taco Bell on TV, as well as a TV spot for, for uh, Demolition Man. I watched Demolition Man, I rewatched watched it um, three years ago, and I'm watching it, and all of a sudden he's like, I would like to take you to dinner at Pizza Hut. And I'm like, whoa! Wait, wait! 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 What's what's going on here? And uh, and and so then all of a sudden. Uh, uh Th- that scene takes place at Pizza Hut
1: and i I just s- learned this like today yeah. I'm sitting there going yeah. crazy I am pulling my hair out and I'm that like, is no a no. Mandela effect that would make me like no. I would start thinking I was in the TV show Sliders no. and I had picked the wrong dimension too. to settle D- it Dave don't reveal what
0: happened yet if you, if you <laughs> right, already know it right. uh, but I like know. I was going nuts I was like it was like a Bernstein Bears type thing yeah I yeah. really yeah. I really did feel like someone like like a sound of thunder by Ray Bradbury someone went back in time stepped on a butter Fly during the fucking dinosaur years, and now they changed Taco Bell to Pizza Hut in *Demolition Man*. And then I, I, and I'm rewinding. It, and my wife's like, "Why are you getting so upset?" I'm like, because don't you see? It used to be Taco Bell. And so, um, I, uh, and then I rewind it, and I realize there's some really bad ADR going on. Like all of a sudden, you see like, uh, uh Sylvester Stallone's lips saying something else. It's like, why is this guy trying to take me to dinner at? Pizza Hut and I'm like wait a minute wait a minute something happened here and I'm I'm looking closer and I, I realize that all the Pizza Hut logos have been like fucking um, CGI'd really? in yeah. and, I, and I so I had to look into it and the reason that happened was uh, when that movie was uh, released internationally other countries don't have Taco Bell
1: so they had to change it to Pizza Hut so that one fucking joke would play are you yeah. serious? Wait, think of the, the, there's gotta be huge marketing implications to that. Like Taco Bell had to buy that spot and everything. I, well, yeah, but many, they're all Taco by the, the same company. The same
2: company. Oh, okay. Same company. So it doesn't matter. Uh. But Bobby, as a scientist, you have to see how this just explains how stupid people are. Like most people's first reaction is, oh, Mandela effect. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Like no, yeah, yeah. My, no my, one goes for like research and like, oh, how did this happen? I was like, oh my god, there's two realities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would time travel, but yes, yes, exactly. So,
0: by the way, guys, um, I, I have a follow up to an episode we uh, we did a long time ago. Do you guys remember when I went to a wedding and there was a, uh, a a very privileged, entitled guy there around my age, wearing khakis and a blue blazer, and he was mad. Are you
2: doing a reboot right now? Yes,
0: exactly. I did. uh, uh, This guy, who I didn't know, he was just a friend of the, the 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 groom, who was my friend. He was upset that they weren't serving liquor yet until after the, the ceremony
1: or whatever it was. Uh, they were just serving beer and wine. That's smart. That keeps the objection part quiet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the, uh, the 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 waitress or the bartender, who is just part of a staffing company and has no say in this matter, uh, was just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're, we're not serving liquor right now. Just It's going to be another half hour. And first the guy's girlfriend starts going, are you serious what the fuck is your problem i'll fucking pay for it what the fuck like and, and uh all of a sudden the this guy goes don't worry babe right right in front of her right to her face she makes minimum wage and they walk I off do remember that yeah remember that okay yes. yeah um I I was hanging out with the groom of that wedding and we were we were making fun of that guy cuz I did tell him that story and he's like I hate that guy. I met him at the Naval Academy. He's one of those friends that it's like Bobby's a sociopath friend. Yeah. He's just he just grandfathered he's, in. He's grandfathered in. I don't even like him. It doesn't even surprise me that he said that. Okay? So uh a little follow up on that guy. He uh, he's actually tied into a national news story.
2: He's campaigning to raise the minimum wage.
0: Yeah. If you look up the name, let me see—I have it here—Scott Bethman, you will find out who this guy's dad is. Okay, this guy's dad was a, a bigwig in the Navy. He was on the board of trustees and the uh, the alumni board for the Naval Academy. He was like—he uh, was a—he's a retired U.S. Navy captain. This guy made national news and fell from grace quite spectacularly. Because this guy, Scott Bethman, resigned from the U.S. Naval. I have the story right here. Scott Bethman res- resigned from the U.S. Naval Academy Alumni Association board after he accidentally streamed the conversation with his wife, Nancy, uh, using derogatory language towards people of color and Asians. <laughs> Bethman and his wife were live on Facebook for more than 30 minutes discussing recent events oh around the country.
2: God.
0: So this guy accidentally clicked on Facebook Live while he was having at home having a racist conversation with his wife. That's amazing. How, I love how it. How much fucking bad luck can you have? Bethman is heard using the N word and complaining about not being able to speak his mind, saying, White motherfuckers can't say anything. That's the point we're making here, Nancy. His wife is then, That's what Facebook Live is for. <laughs> his wife is then heard uh, saying, Fucking Asians from China who love to steal all of our intellectual property. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> what does
2: that even mean?
1: I love, I love obscure racism. Like to me, like if they're like, ah, damn those Croatians, they are always using butter too much in cooking. And you're like, what does that mean? Like I love obscure racism. So oh, first of all, the the bad please. luck in this guy. I've never heard uh,
0: of uh, no one I know. Has gone Facebook Live on accident and captured something. I'm actually surprised Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen more often. Me too. (laughs) Like, you know, just like all of a sudden, like there's a Facebook Live and it's one of my friends jerking off, like, oh shit! (laughs) (laughs) It closes. You know, I'm surprised it doesn't happen all the time. But the one time it happens to this old guy, he just happens to be just having a racist conversation
2: well that just lets you know he's always having that's that conversation. what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. that's what i'm
0: saying i'm like and, and by the way my friend my friend tried to uh to, to to speak on his behalf a little bit he's like well you know it, it's an unfortunate situation and it's disappointing to know he's like that but uh you know at the end of the day he was in his own home and he didn't know he was on facebook live and now he's losing his job I'm like yeah i understand but The thing is, how often, to Bobby's point, how often must you just be sitting around your own house with your wife going, fucking Chinese people, right, (laughs) Nancy? Right. Oh, and don't get me started. And it's also
1: like, so sometimes I, I don't like the cancel culture, especially when they're going after somebody, you know, like you said, in those situations or whatever. But in this case, I think it's a little different because this guy is representing our nation's military academy. And by definition, right. That needs to be colorblind. Like, it really does. Like, you can't have fucking racist-ass dudes as commanders in the military. It, it fucks stuff up, and we know that, and we've known that since World War Two. And, like, you need somebody who, if they have any gatekeeping keys to the Naval Academy, you need that person to be, like, really objective and care a lot about whether or not that Asian person is a good sailor or or whoever, whatever group person is, is a good sailor and not the other thing. And so when you hear that,
2: I, I'm well, not... You also got to make sure those Asian people aren't stealing our intellectual property. Yeah, what, about, what about <laughs> about the, the sailors intellectual property what about what? the troops
0: yeah like if, if it's, yeah. it's
2: some dude like honestly like if it's,
1: it's like the guys who don't want to bake the cake for the gay people or something like that it's like dumb but i'm also like whatever it's their thing it's it, that's not a big deal but this is the united states of america this is the government and you can't have racist ass motherfuckers as the gatekeepers to important positions like military officers
0: so, now, going back to this guy's son, the guy who I ran into at my friend's wedding, who, uh, who locked eyes with an uh, employee, a uh, staff member, and went, you make minimum wage, yeah. as a taunt. Uh, apparently, this had some trickle-down effects for him. Because... This guy, as you can imagine, he enjoyed all the spoils of daddy's money. He was a member of the, uh, of the country club and, and the yacht club and the golf club, you know. He was like one of Patrick Bateman's friends from American Psycho, essentially all that's gone uh, all those memberships that came through his dad every place is just pretending they've never heard of this guy and just canceling everything so just the schadenfreude of that just the yeah, just that's,
1: yeah that's delicious i that's just thought good. you guys would enjoy that little follow up that is that Absolutely. that is pretty good it's always nice to see some come up it's come that way to somebody and also by the way in the modern age now especially if you're an Academy grad, his name will be linked to his dad's name. And so anytime anyone Googles that dude's name, they're going to come up with the story from that dude's dad.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, and and that's been happening to him too as well. He's been very much linked
1: to it. It's (laughs) great. (laughs) Now, you know what? Hey, tag our original episode about this thing. (laughs) Tag it on a bunch of other things and be like, hey, you think he's bad? Yeah. Here's a shitty kid with his ill-fitting khakis. (laughs) Ha ha (laughs) ha.
0: All right. On that note, let's call it a week. Uh, Like I mentioned, I'm as of right now going to be doing a show August twenty eighth at Bay City Brewing. uh, I'm sorry, Bay Bridge Brewing in Chula Vista. August twenty eighth. That'll be an outdoor show. As long as no one snitches on me, Uh, (laughs) guys. any, Any anything important coming up?
1: Uh, I got a big Nerd Night Nat Geo thing coming up this month for Nerd Night, so it won't be on the usual first Tuesday of the month. We're putting details of that on uh, Nerd Night's Facebook page, so
2: go check that out if you want to come and check it out. Dave? Uh, I heard that they just put the one years back on Nerd <laughs> <laughs> Ah, But it's a very gritty reboot. All
0: right, guys. Uh, I'm Ryan for Dave and Bobby saying see you next week. Cruising with the twos. I didn't see you ask this white man that.
1: That time passing by Oh, oh, oh that time's passing by oh, 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 motherfucking time is passing by